Hello and welcome to Dynamics Update. Uh, this time it's a regular episode. We are talking about the release 10.0.24. And for all of you uh, faithful listeners, you will probably realize that 10.0.24 is already out. Uh, but that's mostly because we've had like uh, holidays and uh, a bit too much to do at work here in Sweden. So we have uh, we are a bit late actually. And uh, with me as usual, I have Gustav Sundblad. Hello, Gustav. Hello, Yvonne. How are you today? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, it's it's a bit late this evening. <laughs> uh, it's almost not evening anymore. It's uh, night. But uh, what? Uh, I mean, you you need to f- to find somewhere to record the podcast. So uh, yeah, of course, that's how it is. It's it's the, it's the puzzle you need to figure out. And not everyone has has a full blown podcast studio, <laughs> right, Johan? <laughs> no, no, no. And and editors and uh, producers and uh, <laughs> actually have it as their paid work and so on. But I'm not I'm not bitter. No, no. Uh, so let's let's do this. Ten dot zero dot twenty four. Uh, so I, I think I'll start this time actually with with sort of a reflection. It's not really a, a, a bullet point, but it's more of a, a general reflection when I looked at the release notes this time. Um, so uh, we have two main um, titles in each release note. So there is release notes for every for commerce, one for for uh, finance, and one for supply chain, and one for general things. And and there are two general titles in the release notes uh, features included in this release and feature enhancements included in this release so that meaning not new features but rather things that came before that we have now adjusted made a bit nicer or or fixed in some way and what i actually realized was that the list of new features are getting shorter and the list of feature enhancements is getting longer and and uh, i don't really know exactly why in this case but i i have two theories one of them is that uh, most of the the backlog is actually getting worked off so the the product is getting more mature which i think is one of the uh, explanations here but also that 10.0.25 is actually one of the major releases so yeah. it might be that they're actually saving some some um, big bang features because they need to fill up the the big white paper for for uh, the <laughs> 2021 wave two release, which is coming yeah. uh, in uh, in a while. And a good thing is that they get more time to to polish the features, right? Yeah. So I I mean I I, I don't have a problem with this because I I I am of the opinion that that if it isn't done you shouldn't release it because that just makes people annoyed and and they are starting to question your quality so having a a feature that is is uh it's not really really done i think it's better to to hold off and put it in the next release and so on and also i think that uh, the feedback I've, i've been getting from some customers up until now is actually that that some of the things have been uh, varying quality in some cases and i th- so mm. I, I really think it's a really really good thing not just pushing out new features but actually uh, f- making the ones that are there 
better and more reliable and actually doing like the the last percents of the of the feature that's good i think yeah of course and also staying up to date because a lot of these features are are of course um, dynamic in themselves like finances being or like regulatory demands coming in and retail or commerce not the least where you get a new customer expectations of, of um, having specific functions so, so um, it's really necessary to to always improve and that's the nice thing about the the evergreen one version all of those uh, the segments of actually being able to stay up to date right so um yes uh, with that said let's just jump into the topics right uh, we have uh, i think we have a number of things either way um i can start uh, with um my first one, and I think this is a topic where I can spend, uh, we can do, we can do a number of special episodes just on this one. It's um, inventory counting from Poos, or just retail store inventory counting. It's a maybe um, weird, but it's a favorite topic because I've been involved in so many Poos um, countings from AX two thousand nine, AX four actually, and up uh, up to now. And uh, the feature here, it's actually a feature, but it sounds more like a feature enhancement, but it's listed as a feature as the um, uh, optimized user experience, improved stock count operations for POOS, basically. And I mean, it's um, it's an optimized, it's, they've redone it a little bit. It's an optimized user experience um, for scanning barcodes. And that's all, that's a sentence which makes it hard to understand. You don't really experience the counting. It's usually combined with a lot of stress for the people who actually do it, but... Um, it's easier to to like uh, easier to work with, and that's a very important thing because uh, if you are if you have a complicated way of, of counting, uh, you increase the risk of people just losing interest or <laughs> losing focus or doing it wrong basically. But it's an easier way to add counting lines, and um, it's a lot of different additions here. And, and I want to be able to, to kind of test it in the field as well. But in parallel counting is one where you can actually count the same item. To, um, in two separate because it's very normal that you have the same um, same item like a necklace or whatever it's it's uh, on two different locations it can be a convenience store so you have two different uh, like floors specifically but it's the same it's the same uh, item and you can count it in parallel uh, and they and back office operations will, will combine it and it will uh, will adjust accordingly and it also supports, and one of my key features here is, is the support of uh, both serial controlled items, like the inventory dimension, as well as the location controlled items, because I've seen this as a demand as well from a number of customers where um, you really, because you really divide your store into different areas, you can have a, a number of different store areas and you want to be able to count on those and you do do guided counting and specific retail scenarios, the store is a little ERP or advanced warehouse in itself. So the more functionality you get for this, uh, the better. Um, and of course, some review functionality as well with uh, making sure that you can um, not post directly. Uh, you need to go to the store manager to approve or you can build your own kind of workflow here. But um, it's nice to see that it's being improved because a lot of people do extensions here or improvements to the post operation process because it's really it's really critical um, and it's really critical for the store users as well so nice feature or <laughs> feature enhancement depends on how you see it yes uh, all right so um, my next one is actually a, a small warning uh, because one of the things that that happened in this release and that has happened Occasionally, not not very often, but but it it has happened before. Is actually that the first release of of ten point zero point twenty four was actually a broken package. So the package was not working correctly. There was a, a configuration which did not 
work and which actually made things break. So yeah. uh, my point here is actually that when you do when you do the update, you should uh, stay on top of the release notes and you should stay on top even even when you have applied the updates, you should probably like keep your ears to the ground and figure out if if something has happened if there is something broken because i mean it's it, it's it, it's human error it 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 can happen and and uh, i would like to push uh, once again for the uh, peap uh, yammer forum uh, where you actually yeah, have great. first of all all of the information about the preview releases and all of the uh, forum groups re regarding every single feature and so on so that that in itself is a really really great place to figure out how things work and then of course you have um, also like these kind of, of errors being reported so someone will actually hmm. tell you that this is not working correctly and and uh, keeping an eye on on those forums is a really really good thing so i i would really recommend it yeah absolutely Good point. Um, should I continue with my next one? Absolutely. Um, I'll do a small one in between <laughs> because my favorite topic, another favorite topic of mine is the, the grid. I just saw that um, it got another feature enhancement, improved grouping on date and time fields. It's not really a, a cool feature, but it's a good thing to bring up. I don't know, um, important to kind of um, look at when the existing or the old grid will actually be disabled because I think it's coming. Um, not sure how soon or if it is already um, in place like a date but uh, make sure to test uh, if you haven't really enabled or activated the new the ui um, like the new save views and, and the new grid capabilities make sure to test that and get it on the way uh, also connecting back to our discussion we had before to kind of make sure that you actually activate features or at least at the very least um, uh, keep track of whenever stuff is being automatically activated uh, to not break your test flows. It's very important to remember that. That's good. So my next one is actually one that I thought I understood uh, because the, the <laughs> problem is that I, I don't work that much with the functional side of the application. But once in a while, there is something that actually I, I, I think I understand. Uh, but in this case, uh, Gustav actually told me that, no, you you did not understand this, this at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, enhanced uh, uh, enable enhanced asynchronous customer creation, uh, which, uh, according to uh, the explanation I got, was the fact that you can actually capture more data for the customer uh, in in the customer creation process, uh, which will then be synced uh, using using the regular retail jobs over to uh, the headquarter uh, module uh, once it's done. Yeah, and I think uh, you did understand it correctly because that's exactly what the feature is. It, it adds more data to be captured when the customer is added. Um, and the whole point of this async, because that, that's kind of the async concept in .NET and a lot of other stuff um, still is like instant, but it's just, it's not running as a synchronous waiting for a response coming back. And it is the same thing here because what, what happens is that when the customer is created in POOS, um, instead of doing a real-time service call all the way to HQ or cust table or the number sequence actually creating the customer ID, it creates the customer in the uh, channel DB with uh, like a GUID 
value for that customer or and it also tags that whatever transaction that customer made at the time uh, to, to kind of track the purchase that they made with the same GUID. Um, so you don't get these like a lot of um, unnecessary live calls uh, back end from a performance perspective, which is good. So uh, and then when the um, um, well, job pulls the data up and back into backend to the AX or 365BB. You have a customer async creation job. It's a batch, regular batch job, basically running, converting all of this and retagging the transaction. It's, it uh, what it does is just calls the number sequence for cust ID, creates the cust ID, and replaces um, or actually populates the customer ID uh, field in the transaction as well as in the new created customer, which is a good thing. So, I mean, it's not, you didn't really understand it incorrectly. It's just that it does not do this uh, live. It's, um, uh, that's, I think, what the misconception is. So you do get this, depending on how, what you've set up the job um, with a frequency, you don't actually have a value. You don't have the customer as a customer ID, which is like critical for a lot of other stuff to work with, with the ERP until those jobs have, have executed. So it's important to know that when it comes to, to the async creation. And also I ran into one case before where it caused a little bit of a, a headache because um, Dynamics was not the master of the customer number sequence. You had a number system being in command of that. So you had to do an extension to actually call the correct number sequence or make sure that they didn't overlap. So, so keep that in mind when using the async. It's a very good thing to, to have to reduce performance needs. and. Um, uh, but make sure you understand what it does because it kind of prevents you from getting a customer ID and or account num value in the cust table until that process has executed properly. Yes, so uh, my, my next one uh, is actually also like a public service announcement um, and that has to do with the uh, retail SDK uh, in 20 10.0.23 is actually the last version that is using the old retail SDK. Uh, and uh, from now on, the recommendation is to be using the new commerce SDK uh, for deploying and developing um, the POS client. And I just wanted to, to mention that, that uh, there is a date set uh, in October 2022 where uh, the old retail SDK will no longer be supported. And as usually, uh, no longer being supported means does not mean that it stops working. It means that it will no longer be supported. So if you have issues with it, you might not get assistant you might not get help with whatever you're doing and that is probably not a good scenario to be in so my recommendation is that you probably start looking at this already now uh, I mean I'm not saying that you should should uh, face out the retail SDK right now but you should probably have a plan for uh, when you're going to do it especially if like you have like a, a sprint cycle release uh, schedule you should probably at, at least set a date for when this is going to happen yeah and i think uh, one of the key principles of this uh, of this shift here is moving to the extensibility framework a little bit more as well for for the pools uh, operations right or the post packaging basically where you get the standard apex packages um is uh, well kind of sealed locked you don't you don't need to roll that out each time you do an, uh, an upgrade you just need to um, uh, deploy your extensions so it's a very 
if you get this when you get this in place it'd be an improvement i think but it requires some planning because i think you need to reactivate uh, etc so it requires a little bit of a time um horizontal so it's good that you remind you on because it's um i mean it does require some reworking of specifically ui components i think but uh uh, plan it ahead because you need to need some time to do the uh, deployment. I think. Yes. In many cases. Yes, and there is also one more thing that 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 is good to understand here, and that is that the uh, the, the provisioning of the packages of the of the SDK is actually mm. done in a completely new way. So your exactly. developers will start getting used to handling packages uh, using nuget instead of of downloading it downloading them manually unzipping them pushing them into repository and checking them in so what yeah, what you actually is the normal way of working yeah, yeah exactly exactly it's, it's, uh, I, I, I wasn't we're, going, we're getting there I piece by piece yeah i wasn't going to say anything but but that's actually how regular developers do things so what what we actually just to explain it uh, very briefly what actually happens is that instead of uh, downloading the files and pushing them into the repo you actually just add links to each of the packages but that also requires you to think about it in another way because the problem there yeah. is that if you don't uh, if you if if you i mean if if you do this too the good thing is that it's dynamic so when you do a, a, a compile you actually download the packages into your repository and do the build on the on the packages which means that you get the new packages that hmm. might also be a problem because if you get the new packages and there is something broken in the new packages that you haven't realized you will get the broken parts as well i i don't think anyone has as at least no one developing things had missed out on the entire log for j debacle that that transpired <laughs> over uh, yeah. the, the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022 and and that is basically one of the issues that when you have yeah. these dynamic dynamic dynamical package libraries you might end up in a situation like this but there, there are ways to handle this you can actually do something called version pinning which means that you actually lock the version that you're working with so you won't mm. get the newer version if you're not prepared to get it so yeah, exactly. so Let's but go. but i mean it's it's all, all in all it's a good thing because if you have a version that has for instance a, a security issue then you will get the later and actually fixed version and that's a good thing but you also need to figure out that that, that there might be issues yeah that all goes into a lot of planning and make sure that you know or read up on on the transitioning of course and also make sure developers are up to speed and also you want let's agree let's not say regular developers because it's derogatory. No, it's, it's, it's just the, ERP it's just... and maybe non-ERP developers yeah <laughs> I, I, sorry I I am I'm, I'm from the other side so uh, I but but uh, I, know, I was just kidding but yeah. um it, it is uh, sometimes playing um, catch up it was the same story with TFS when you kind of implement the TFS for X2012. Uh, .NET had been using it for years, so it's it's good to to um, uh, gain knowledge. But sometimes .NET developers don't need to see or understand the whole business process, whereas ERP developers do. So yep. it's uh, it's a good thing. Yep. Uh, so let's say non ERP and ERP developers. But I, I think it's a good thing that we, that we actually are catching up and yeah. learning to use the tools that that are there in a very efficient Absolutely. way yeah. 
That's good. No, I completely agree. I think, I think, and that also makes a lot of sense for for um, for the developer, uh, him or herself, of course, because you you don't need to to learn <laughs> uh, working in, in um, a different uh, IDE uh, developer environment. You can stick to Visual Studio. You just need to, well, stay on the same version that is supported yep. <laughs> still, uh, but also like um, understand the application model and depl- deployment model for for dynamics which is uh, which is getting nicer and nicer so i think it's good yes all right so all your right. next uh... yeah i have some yeah i have some more I and mean, like you said it was um was not a major release in any way but uh, again a number of feature enhancements another uh, nice one is the asset leasing um i know it's been kind of a I, I brought it up before but it's nice to see that it's coming more and more features into it it's a very like niche again you might not have the need for this but Previously, doing like leasing of components was really complicated. You had to use ISVs or employ a lot of staff to do it manually. But uh, there is an asset leasing feature, um, which is um, easier for you to kind of because it's a very common nowadays. Uh, the subscription model is there, so you can kind of instead of going full blown buying third party ISVs, you can at least look into this if you can use the asset leasing model. And it's coming a lot of like adjustment wizards, making it easier for the reconciliation process and the monthly process of doing asset leasing, buying it, procuring the asset, actually setting the lease period, uh, recognizing the lease payment schedules, amortization, etc. So uh, a number of nice enhancements there to make life easier for finance department, which we all we all want to do, right? Yes. Okay. So so my next one is is actually a finance one. Uh, so oh. all of the f- the features in in finance for this release is actually related to tax in different ways and one of the cool things i i actually thought because i i really like the automation part i think that it's a good thing to have us humans doing less manual work and uh, have the system mm-hmm. actually set up in a way where we can trust that it actually works. So one of the things that I, I actually uh, saw was that um, they are using uh, parameter settings for for cash di- discounts and calculations when it comes to tax. And one of the mm-hmm. cool things here is that you can actually use multiple different setups within one legal entity. So depending on on circumstances, you can actually do your tax calculations in a different way. So in in the same legal entity, which which I think is a mm-hmm. is a good thing because that actually means that even though we have different scenarios, we can actually still automate them and don't have to do them manually or like run them through some kind of a, a workflow or something like that. We can actually do it within natively within the system which is good yeah it's really cool nice and um yeah and, and it oh, i also want to mention that this is also one of the parts that requires the the regular regulatory configuration service rcs so uh mm-hmm. when it comes to the tax calculations and is that that's deployed uh that's not something you have to deploy uh it's not a scaled unit you have to deploy right it's something that comes within no it's it, it actually is not so uh so rcs is is mainly the uh the follow up for for uh lcs when it comes to to electronic reporting 
So that's where you okay. keep all of your electronic reports. Microsoft is deprecating the electronic reporting library, which is in LCS, and are moving to RCS instead. The thing is that RCS is doing other things as well, but uh, it's not something that is set up uh, by default. It's something that you need to set up. It's just like a click, you log in and then it's done. One thing that, that actually bit, bit me in this is that if you set it up using your account, then mm -hmm. there is no way for anyone else to get into it until you have added someone else. That's the problem. And they can't even remove it. They can't even restart the setup. It's there mm -hmm. and it's deployed for the entire organization. And it's one... A library for the entire organization so if you haven't fixed the permissions on that library uh, everyone else is out of luck <laughs> i i realized this because i was i was a consultant at at at, at, at customers and and uh, we set this up or i set it up set it up but then my my contract ran out so i i moved to another customers mm -hmm. and i didn't think much more about it and then someone called me and said what why can't we get into this who did this <laughs> and i realized <laughs> oops so so uh, but it i mean it's an easy fix uh, you log into it and you set it up but but the good thing is yeah. um as well as you do the deploy of the environments using a specific dedicated uh non-personal account you should probably yeah. do this with the same account makes sense yes yeah good point i i didn't know about that one actually it's a very good uh, good information and um i don't well i have uh, my another f favorite topic scale units of course um again improvements coming to the warehouse execution or the warehouse supply chain management scale units um it's being getting more and more independent basically so it's it's all about scalability. So now in this feature uh, or in this release, uh, some features are generating your your own ASNs for outbound shipments, um, exception handling within the scale unit. Um, so it's basically, you're getting an autonomous scale unit here for warehouse execution, where you can basically do all of your necessary work in that scale unit from a performance perspective, which is very nice if you have a global. Um, scale where you have multiple warehouses on different regional um, so that I think that's very it's nice to see that it's getting um, more and more like a, it's a mini ERP of its own maybe I'm um, just saying this now maybe um, you will get our own like um, uh, connect disconnected WMS external WMS system so it's a 3PL solution with a with a um, scale unit basically with integrations built in. That's more or less what we have if you use the scale unit now. You have an external third party, or non-third party, but an external scale unit working as your WMS, uh, but it's all dynamics. So it's um, conceptually very cool. And that's it. That's all the all the stuff I have for this release. There are a number of good minor features and feature enhancements, so read up if you, if you didn't like any one of these. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I think the next one will be a, a big bug one since we have the major release. So uh, mm -hmm. until then, uh, have a nice uh, time and uh, hear from you then. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.